Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is is the Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. You can search for the show name on any radio or podcast player and listen to the show 
before the nightly broadcast or after the broadcast. Listen to past shows if you missed something. All in that archive. You do have to listen to algorithmically placed advertisements, though. Those do get annoying. So if you'd like to get the ad-free show, you can subscribe to our full show archive on the website. You'll get access to the ad-free show, the montage archive, and digital copies of my books to download and read, plus early access to the show and a private RSS feed. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. If you have any questions about that or anything else, you can reach out to me directly by emailing rdgable, that's rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com, rdgable at yahoo.com. Lastly, social media pages, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings and tst underscore underscore radio on Twitter. So tonight, I want to take you back to a show that we did a few weeks ago on the 8th of August called Unnatural Selection. And on that show, we went back even further into the 1920s and 30s and 40s when Soviet scientists reanimated the five senses of a severed dog head using a circulatory machine. They were successful. At least it was reported. You can watch the video. You can listen to the audio. I played it for you on that show back in early August. They moved on to draining the blood from a head and circulating it to draining the blood completely from an incapacitated living dog, the full dog, which died for 10 minutes and then reportedly was brought back to life using a dialysis-like machine that pumped blood back into the animal, triggering heart rate and respiration. Now, this is not so much disputed as the idea of the dog actually being fully brought back to life, and at the end of the video that the Soviets produced, you see the dog running around and playing, and the music changes, and it's all happy. But scientists at Yale University have done something very similar. In 2019, they reanimated dead pig brains. Not just the heads, just the brains. And they used a machine called BrainX, E-X. They did, however, acknowledge that there was no real life in the pig brain. They just sort of reanimated it with uh, this machine. On August 4th, 2022... This was just under three weeks ago, and a few days before we did our show Unnatural Selection, Yale scientists, same university, brought pigs that were dead for an hour, not 10 minutes like the Soviet dog, pigs that were dead for an hour back to life using a circulatory machine just like the Soviets used, probably a little more advanced and modern. But they also used something else. Like BrainX, they used a chemical sludge called OrganX. And this OrganX reportedly brought the pigs back to life. Different than the control group that did not receive the OrganX. So you had dead pigs, you had a control group of dead pigs. They inject this OrganX into them. And after they inject the organ X, the dead pigs in the control group that didn't get the organ X did not come back to life by any definition. The ones that received the organ X did come back to life by a laboratory definition of life. It has a feel to it 
like that 2018 movie Overlord about this Nazi experiment taking black goo out of the earth underneath of a church in the movie and then using it to create super soldiers, bringing the dead back to life, unnatural selection, or if you like, necromancy. This is a form of necromancy. See, things like science and magic are usually kept separate from each other. You've got your test tubes, you've got your beakers, you've got your scalpels, you've got your lab coats, you've got your, generally speaking, big-headedness and arrogance. And in magic, depending on what kind of magic it is, if it's card magic or if it's sleight-of-hand magic or if it's more ceremonial or ritual magic, maybe you have a robe, maybe you have some colored candles, maybe you have a tarot deck, maybe you have a crystal ball, a crystallomancy ball, Maybe you have a black obsidian stone, a black mirror you stare into. Magic is also simply meditation. Magic is also prayer, whether you're a Christian, Muslim, Jew, Buddhist, whatever. Magic comes in a lot of forms. It's the directionalizing of will. It's the reigning in of the animal self, the animal nature. Harmony, as I say often, calms the beast Music calms the beast, the old Pythagorean idea. So magic and science are usually kept apart. Magic is supposed to be some uncontrollable, unnatural, energetic thing that doesn't exist physically, while science is an observation of nature, something we can taste, touch, smell, hear, and see. But it's interesting to note that mythology, we can all agree mythology isn't real, It's observation, it's archetypes, it's stories, parables, it's meaning that can be derived from uh, symbols and characters, etc. But mythology, and this isn't my opinion, this is according to uh, a leading mythologist, Edith Hamilton. She has a really great book. I paid like $2 for it at a used bookstore. It's a commonly printed book. Uh, Edith Hamilton's book, Mythology, is a fantastic read. And she talks about in that book mythology and how mythology is really a scientific process because mythology is observing the natural world and attempting to label and quantify and identify and categorize and catalog what is occurring around the observer. That is the definition of the scientific process. Mythology and a lot of magic derived from mythology is a scientific process. It is also a psychological process. It is a philosophical process. It is a physiological process, a biological process. They are not different entities or subjects. Mythology, magic, science, etc. I tell you that because when you think of something like necromancy, you probably think of, uh, maybe you think of a guy in a robe, a white virgin, a ritual dagger, you think of a a black slab in a dungeon or a basement, you think of uh, maybe imagery from the third Conjuring movie, The Devil Made Me Do It, partly based on a true story, by the way. You Maybe you think of, I actually think a little bit of uh, Sherlock Holmes, the beginning of the first Sherlock Holmes movie with uh, Robert Downey Jr., where the, the, the Lord 
what's his name? Lord Blackwood or Black, I think it's Blackwood is, is performing the ritual on the, on the girl with the white robes who's drugged. That might, that might be what you think about when you think of ritual murder, necromancy. Maybe you think of the famous, uh, you know, John D depiction, necromancing the corpse, but necromancy because magic and science are not really separate things. Necromancy can be conducted ritualistically by scientists who we could better term magicians. Think about this. In the old days, those who had the ability to read and to write, those who had perhaps the wealth to invest in um, materials, to invent things, etc., those illuminists... And I don't mean that in a negative Illuminati fashion. I mean those Illuminists, the people that tried to investigate nature, oftentimes were ridiculed, were persecuted, were jailed, etc. They were doing something that was considered heresy to, to the general public and to the church, depending on what period of history we look at. You look back even further, tens of thousands, 20, 30,000 years, you find shamanistic culture, the usage of drugs going into other worlds, being disassembled, put back together, it's the archetype of Christ, the suffering, the punishment, bringing knowledge to your people, the Promethean fire. All of that is magic. And because the common person traditionally could not read or write or the common person was unable because of their their status in society to obtain the, the material they, they might otherwise need to become uh, an inventor or a, a scientist or a doctor. Perhaps they were extremely impoverished, which is how much of humanity has lived throughout human history. Those that developed and invented and had new ideas, they were, con- they were considered, they were seen as sorcerers. It was unnatural because all investment was in God. Today, we invest a lot in science, but what science gives us as a miracle in technology and new discoveries is magic. We just don't consider it magic. We call it science. It's the same thing. If a hundred years ago, even 150 years ago, 200 years ago, I mean, in 1928, the Soviets did it. So in the, about a hundred years ago, they brought a dog head back to life using a circulatory machine. It wasn't actually alive, but they were reanimating the head of this dog corpse. Then they brought the whole dog back to life reportedly uh, years later. But you take something like organ X, brain X, take that back 150 years, take that back 500 years. You're dealing in something very unnatural. And I think even today we would consider what these scientists at Yale have done or what the Soviets did in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. We would consider that unnatural. Very unnatural. Therefore, it is necromancy. They're bringing the dead back to life. If you're interested in reading about necromancy, by the way, you can grab a copy of my book, Occult Arcana. It's available at www dot the secret teachings dot info if you go to the website you'll be able to find it read some reviews it's a huge book i encourage you to get a copy of that if you're interested in necromancy it's a section on that in the book so what modern scientists are doing bringing back p- 
pig brains or bringing back pigs. This is necromancy. Now, I was reading a study about climate change, and that's how I came to tonight's show subject. And I'll explain that to you. A new study I was reading is warning, I say it's threatening, it's warning, it's threatening that nearly all marine species will be extinct in 80 years. 80 years, and there will be no more marine species alive on planet Earth in planet Earth's oceans. It's all over. They're all going to die. That's what the study says. That's what the study suggests. And it was published in Nature Climate Change. Now, I call it a threat because, well, that's what it is. It's threatening that if we don't do what the established order, what the World Economic Forum, what Bill Gates, etc., tells us to do, then all life on this planet is going to end. It's the cultivation of terror, of fear, terrorizing the public. Because you're alive, you're killing the marine species. It doesn't matter, we were told back in the 50s that virtually all life on this planet would be extinct by the year 2000. You know, that doesn't matter. What matters is now, the now, the flavor of the day. And they're telling us 80 years and marine species nearly all according to the study published by nature climate change will be gone study which was conducted by an international team of researchers looked at the effects of rising air and water temperatures due to burning of fossil fuels on the marine animals plants protozoans and bacteria found in the upper 100 meters of the world's oceans and that depth, the study noted, quote, climate-driven temperature changes are the most severe. So they say, they threaten, 80 years, it's all gone. It's a convenient timetable because I probably won't be around in 80 years. You probably won't be around in 80 years. But let's go back in time really quick. Let's go back in time to 1978. This was just 42, 44 years ago. And listen to this report from 1978. Not global warming, but 30 years of global cooling since the 40s. I think we'd have to think about moving someplace else. Move where? The brutal buffalo winter might become common all over the United States. Climate experts believe the next ice age is on its way. According to recent evidence, it could come sooner than anyone had expected. At weather stations in the far north, temperatures have been dropping for 30 years. Sea coasts long free of summer ice are now blocked year-round. According to some climatologists, within a lifetime, we might be living in the next ice age. So within 44 years, we've gone from 30 years of freezing temperatures. We've gone from the next ice age to we've actually been warming since the Industrial Revolution, which obviously goes back far before 1978. And if you take that 30 years off far before 1948. Should I play that again? Because that's what people were being told in the 70s. That was on the front cover of Time magazine. 
And now we hear 80 years from now, and all these marine species will be dead. So I read that study. I read that article. And I started to wonder. All these species could be dead. They could be extinct. Plenty of species go extinct on planet Earth. We can assume daily, yearly, every decade. But we didn't kill all of them. George Carlin said that we didn't kill them all. Virtually everything that's ever existed on this planet prior to humans doesn't exist in its original form, has gone extinct, etc. But what I found incredibly intriguing is that scientific necromancers, what I call enviro-necromancers, in Australia and working for a U.S. company called Colossal Biosciences, have announced a plan, conveniently, to use science to perform acts of necromancy to bring extinct species back from the dead. Now, these species include the Tasmanian tiger and even a woolly mammoth. Now, I'm not an expert on geology and the history of geography and how the plates have shifted and how land masses have changed. I know about those things, but I'm not an expert. However, I do know that a woolly mammoth is not something that I can find alive on planet Earth today. Cryptozoologists might disagree, but I don't think that there are woolly mammoth alive on planet Earth today. Some Christians and maybe some Jews probably believe that woolly mammoths never existed, depending on how old you think the Earth is. But the point is, play along with me for a moment, if you will. 80 years from now, all marine life is supposed to be extinct according to this fear-based, terror-based, anti-human, anti-life equation proposed by these climate hysteric alarmists. And scientists have said, we have the solution to the problem. We can bring back the dead. They want to bring back the woolly mammoth, but humans aren't responsible for the woolly mammoth going extinct. What did they hunt them to extinction with spears? No one is arguing that. So if that's the case, I guess maybe some people would argue that, but if that's, if that's the case, why would we be bringing a woolly mammoth back to life? Is this about saving species that have gone extinct because of human activity on planet Earth? Or is this about bringing species back to life to either profit from them, study them? I mean, weren't we given a warning by Jurassic Park and some people probably don't know Jurassic Park is obviously based on a book. It's not, you know, a, a, an original Hollywood story. It's by uh, Michael uh, Critton. And it warns of the dangers of genetic engineering. Bringing a woolly mammoth back to life, bringing a Tasmanian tiger back to life. Now, when I read that they were planning to bring a Tasmanian tiger back to life, I got a little bit upset. I got upset because I remember reading, and I went to look this up, people have been taking photos of Tasmanian tigers for years. 
It took me all of five seconds to pull up an article that the Tasmanian tiger still exists. A whole family of them were photographed last year. Now that makes me think. We're told that the species on this planet right now are going to be extinct by 2100, roughly. Humans might be extinct by 2050, depending on how advanced technology becomes, depending on how advanced the eugenics call advances and and becomes. So Australian researchers, U.S. companies like Colossal Biosciences, they announced plans to perform acts of necromancy to bring extinct species back from the dead. But rather than focusing initially on species that actually exist right now that have gone extinct, they jump first to the woolly mammoth. Which regardless of what you believe about climate change, humans did not kill the woolly mammoth with cars and exhaust and driving on a family vacation or having children. Why would they bring the woolly mammoth back? And then they say they'll bring the Tasmanian tiger back. That's what this article from Australian researchers and colossal biosciences is all about. We'll bring the Tasmanian tiger back. But the Tasmanian tiger doesn't need to be brought back. It's already here on Earth. So what are they telling us? See, this is what I think. Whether it's the Tasmanian tiger, whether it's a woolly mammoth, or whether it's T-Rex, I I don't know and I don't care. The idea that humans can take genetic material and not only alter things that are alive, but create new species out of the genetics of extinct species to patent them, to own them, not only did Jurassic Park warn us about that, But the idea of doing that is solely for the purpose of controlling nature, not bringing that nature back from the brink of extinction so people can enjoy it again. It's about controlling nature. These are enviro necromancers. And if we know anything about necromancy and summoning demons and spirits and bringing the dead back to life, it doesn't usually work that well for the people that are performing the acts and it will work no better for these scientists regardless of how many letters they have next to their name no matter what they call their companies no matter how much prestige they try to bestow on their arrogant selves i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings www.thesecretteachings.info please leave us a review on apple podcasts and other podcast radio players and stay with us we'll be back listening to the secret teachings for more information on the show or to contact ryan visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com hey this is john peasy at johnpeasy.com and i'm here with ryan gable from the secret teachings it's the secret teachings one of the homes of the original super bowl analysis airing exclusively five nights a week on ground zero radio If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. 
check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS app store. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Here is the plan of the experiment. The arterial pump takes arterial blood from the reservoir to the head, while the venous pump drains off the venous blood. The blood is arterialized in the reservoir, where there is a steady flow of oxygen. The artificial blood circulation ensures the metabolism necessary for the life of the head. The isolated head lives on for hours and reacts to external stimuli. Isolated head even reacts to light and to sound. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and this is the Secret Teachings Radio. This is the Soviet dog head reanimated back in 1928. The revival of individual organs enabled scientists to proceed to experiment on reviving the whole organism. And they go on to attempt to revive the whole organism, which is the entire dog that they kill for 10 minutes and then bring back to life. You know, at one point in the recent past, I remember this because it's within my short lifetime I remember when environmentalists 
we're actually concerned about clean water, organic food, leaving nature alone, and especially against, they stood vehemently against genetic engineering. I remember going to some of those rallies when it was a popular thing to do. No GMO, hell no GMO, or GMO, we won't go. OMG, GMO, all the different signs and slogans. But now the environmental necromancers, the enviro necromancers, advocate for genetically modified animals, plants, and humans because of climate change. They're eager to defy God and resurrecting creatures that do not even belong within our time period. A U.S. company called Colossal Biosciences has announced a plan on the heels of a new study that threatens that nearly all marine species will be extinct in 80 years. Here comes U.S. Colossal Biosciences with Australian researchers saying, hey, we can actually bring the species that are going to be extinct back from the dead. We'll start with the Tasmanian tiger, which, by the way, is not extinct. They claim it is, but there's photographs taken of it almost every year. And we'll bring back the woolly mammoth. The woolly mammoth doesn't even exist within our time period of what we consider modern humans. Why would you bring the woolly mammoth back from, quote, extinction? Didn't nature decide that the woolly mammoth was, was done? That it was time for the woolly mammoth to be extinct doesn't nature decide that isn't that the atheistic natural selection darwinian model that nature chooses what lives and what dies isn't it interesting how the darwinian model is also similar to the god model because god decides when things will live or die god decides when it's your time or your pet's time or your grandma's time. The Darwinian model does the exact same thing. The Darwinian model attempts to extract power and resources from the God model is all that it does. And then pretends like it hasn't extracted those resources and it says, no, this is science. This is not God and your superstitious religions. And by the way, I'm not a religious person in the traditional sense of the word. I'm not a Christian, and yet I see the blatant hypocrisy and the theft of religious, spiritual ideology and philosophy. So here's the idea. God creates an imperfect world, right? The world is imperfect, according to atheists and scientists and Darwinists, whatever you want to call them, Darwinianists. And so we let nature make the decisions. We decide what is acceptable based on what nature will allow for. And we don't want to impinge upon nature. But we start to realize, wait a minute, God made mistakes in nature, starting with humans. Humans are imperfect. It's not really a revelation to religious-minded people. Humans know they're imperfect. That's why they try to find a connection to source so that they can realign with perfection. But the atheists and the scientists that believe in this opposite, parallel, contrary ideology say, no, God created an imperfect world, if God even can be argued to exist. 
And as a result of God created an imperfect world, we as the scientists that, well, they don't admit it, but they're imperfect because God created them. As they argue, God created an imperfect world, but there is no God and they're imperfect. But hey, they have the intellectual power to create a perfect world. How that happens out of an imperfect creation without the assistance of divine intervention, which they claim is somehow imperfect, is beyond me. They are usurping, like Darwinianists have usurped the power of God, they are usurping the power of the divine. We tell you who lives and who dies. We decide what species still exist on this planet and what species don't. We decide who comes back from the dead. We are God. We are the scientists. And don't you dare ask them. Don't you dare ask the question or imply the question. But God created you as an imperfect being. You admit it. You say humans are imperfect. How are you going to create a perfect world if the perfect God that created an imperfect being can't create a perfect world? How are you going to do it? Nobody wants to address that question, ask that question, entertain that question. Instead, they proceed to awe you like the Pharaoh's magicians with magic tricks, parlor tricks. We're going to bring back a woolly mammoth from the dead. We're going to bring back a Tasmanian tiger. Hey, newsflash, the Tasmanian tiger is not extinct. Well, we don't find a lot of them anymore. That doesn't mean that they're extinct. Besides, extinction doesn't even mean that an animal or some kind of creature, an insect, isn't on the planet anymore. Extinction usually means we haven't seen it for a while. Well, you, you might not have seen your grandma for a while or your best friend for a while. That doesn't mean they went extinct. My oldest friend of 14 years from high school back in West Virginia, he's not extinct because I haven't seen him for a year and a half, two years. But that is literally how they define extinction. In fact, I read this article early this morning. These, uh, these water creatures, they kind of look like manatees or whales. They're called dugongs. The story is by Reuters and CNN. It says, the dugong, a gentle marine mammal that has frequented China's southern waters for hundreds of years, has become functionally extinct in the country, according to a new study. Functionally extinct. Research from the Zoological Society of London and the Chinese Academy of Sciences said fishing, shipwrecks, and human-caused habitat loss have seen the number of dugongs in Chinese waters decrease rapidly from the 1970s onwards. With no evidence of their presence in China since 2008, the research shows, quote, this is the first functional extinction of a large mammal in China's coastal waters, end quote, the report said. Well, first of all, maybe if China had some form of environmental regulation, and maybe if other countries were to get on China about the pollution and the filth and the garbage dumping, rather than try to degrade and derail and berate and demean and dehumanize America and American citizens about their plastic straws while China just dumps garbage into the ocean. Almost all of the ocean garbage comes from India and China. Maybe we could start there with part of the problem, but the other problem is 
No evidence of their presence in China since 2008. Does that mean that they haven't been spotted outside of China? Based on these artificial lines we draw on a map, if the dugong is seen outside of the line, then it's, it's technically still extinct in Chinese waters just because they haven't seen it since 2008. I mean, it could be bacterium. It could be what we call viruses, particles. It could be mammals. It could be insects. Scientists, researchers, just college students, people discover stuff all the time that's never been seen. Look up the article of the girl up in, I think she's Nova Scotia, just taking a hike, took a dirt sample, and found a new... Uh, new form of life in the dirt that I, the parent, according to the article I read, redefined uh, the definition of life. Just some girl taking a hike. There's so much life on this planet. Hydrothermal vents, uh, ghost shrimp, ghosts, where they call them ghost shrimp, uh, uh, the, 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 the worms that live near, near the hydrothermal vents, you know, bacteria that can exist in, and in fact, thrive in ultra high levels of radiation that can exist and live and thrive in vacuums on the outside of the International Space Station. And you're going to sit there and tell me that the, well, the dugongs hasn't been seen since 2008. That means it's functionally extinct and it's because of human activity. I mean, this, is, this has to be the most arrogant, big-headed, pompous, nose-in-the-air, and ignorant. It's an arrogant and ignorant assumption and presumption about nature and about human activity on planet Earth. And it's all meant to demean and degrade. It's all meant to dehumanize. It's all meant to make us feel like, oh, no, I, I, bought, I bought a plastic container at the store the other day. That's probably why the dugongs are, are extinct. But they're not extinct, just like the Tasmanian tiger isn't extinct. Here's an article from last year. Proof, Tasmanian tiger still exists with new photos of a family, not just one random tiger crawling across the ground with the sun beating down on his back, it's about to die from climate change. A whole family of them. They're not extinct. I'm not looking to debate the classification system of extinction. I'm looking to explore the reasons why, almost weekly now, we are told that the planet is about to become uninhabitable, that where I live here in Arizona will be uninhabitable in the next couple of weeks. I mean, seriously, there's articles almost every week in Phoenix and Tucson, hottest place on, on, on the U.S. continent, maybe one of the hottest places in the world. People aren't going to be able to live here much longer. It's, it's beautiful here almost every single day. It is not too hot here. And they just keep pounding that into our heads, pounding that into our heads. They're telling us that the saguaro cactus, you know, the classic saguaro cactus, ain't going to be able to survive and they show us pictures. If you go to the, the, the mountain park, if you go to the Saguaro National Forest and you read the plaques, they're like, there used to be a lot of saguaros out here, but because of climate change, the saguaros are gone. Then you read where the saguaros went because there used to be a lot more. The saguaros didn't die from climate change. The saguaros were stolen. They were extracted. They were harvested. And they were taken to rich people's houses. They were taken to Wells Fargo banks. They were taken out of the state. They were taken upstate because northern Arizona, middle and northern Arizona don't have saguaros, generally speaking. That's where the saguaros went. And so they tell us that the saguaros are dying because of heat. They live and thrive because of the heat. This is trying 
to control nature with the most brazenly arrogant, anti-human, anti-divine, anti-God, atheistic mindset that may have ever been cultivated by a human society and culture. We know what's best for the cactus. We know what's best for extinction. We can bring them back from the dead. And these people are serious. I would ask rhetorically, are they serious? No, they're serious. They want to bring a Tasmanian tiger back from the dead. Newsflash, they're not extinct. They want to bring a woolly mammoth back from the dead, even though we didn't extinct the woolly mammoth. Nature did that. And I thought nature was something we weren't supposed to touch. We allow it to do what it's going to do. Mother Nature knows best. Natural selection. Didn't natural selection select the woolly mammoth to be extinct? You know, it's like the line from Jurassic Park. This, this isn't some creature. These aren't animals that went extinct from deforestation. Nature selected them for extinction. And you see immediately companies like Colossal Biosciences, they're not even saying, look, we're going to take a look at the, the, the dugongs, for example. Uh, They haven't seen them since 2008 in Chinese waters. We're going to take a look at those. Maybe we can bring those back to life. It's something that's raw. It's something that's here on the surface. We can see we've seen them in our lifetimes. We'll bring that back to life from extinction. But no, they want to go back to the woolly mammoth, justifying that because of things like the dugongs. We'll bring the Tasmanian tiger back to life. Well, it's not dead. Well, we're going to bring it back to life, though, but it's not dead. Yes, but we'll bring it back from extinction. But it's not extinct. So how are you going to bring it back from extinction unless you want to take the DNA from the Tasmanian tiger and you want to create your own species? You want to experiment and play God. And that's what these people are doing. They want to experiment in the real world like it's a laboratory and they want to play God. And the enviro-necromancers advocate for genetically modified animals as much as they advocate for genetically modified plants, genetically modified humans. And they want to defy God in resurrecting creatures that don't even belong in our time period. This wouldn't even be a show if they said, let's bring the dugongs back, even though it's not gone. They just haven't seen it for a while. They want to bring a woolly mammoth back. Scientists at Yale already resurrected dead pigs with sludge like the movie Overlord. And they just pumped it into their systems like some bad B movie, some horror movie. This is an abomination of nature. And you do not need to be a Christian. You do not need to be religious to understand that. Just look at the scientific model. Natural selection Nature selected these things for extinction. What did George Carlin say? We didn't kill them all. We didn't kill all of them. And scientists say, hey, we can, we could fix that. You ever watch Portlandia? One of my favorite bits is the, they, they put a bird on it. Hey, we can put a bird on that. Put a bird on that. Put a bird on that. We'll bring that back from extinction. We can bring that back from extinction. We can bring, we'll bring that back from extinction. Put a bird on it. Put a bird on it. Bring the birds back from extinction. Well, they're not extinct. This is what they're doing with humans. We can make humans better. We can use CRISPR to edit the brain. 
we'll use the Human Genome Project and the Brain Mapping Initiative under the Obama administration. We'll use blood taken from babies at birth that they put into big facilities, databases. You can opt out of that, by the way. And you can also, if you've opted into it without opting out of it, because they automatically opt you into it, you can contact the state health department and you can get a record of that blood sample and get it destroyed. It doesn't mean that it's not already in the system, but you can opt out of that at the hospital. If you want to get your baby's blood tested, get it tested separately. Send it to a, a private company to test it or something, a, a private laboratory. Because they take that blood, just like the Human Genome Project, just like the Brain Mapping Initiative, they take that blood and they use it to do God knows what. It's not just, well, we're going to experiment on it for diseases. and No, they're experimenting on it for new drugs, new vaccines, and God knows what else. Sifting through the human genetic code for certain genetic markers. Sounds like a sci-fi movie. The scientists are trying to, or the religious zealots are trying to find some genetic code that can that can give them this 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 lineage to some you know divine god or some king or queen that existed a thousand years ago who who, who lived and walked on planet Earth, or so they can claim that they have the right to rule because they're descendant from Vlad the Impaler. They're obsessed with genetics. They're obsessed with human blood. They're obsessed with taking those things and distorting them, demeaning them, degrading them, dehumanizing them, and re-quantifying them into their own equation where they can control life. They can control the natural order of things, which is unnatural. It's an unnatural selection, an unnatural order. And again, these are not creatures like the woolly mammoth that died because of deforestation. Nature selected them for extinction. And all the loving environmentalists driving their Subarus with their Keep Tahoe blue stickers on the back, wearing their hemp shoes, all those environmentalists with their reusable plastic containers buying Chinese-made goods at the store because they look environmentally friendly, all those environmentalists who used to hate genetically modified foods and shop for organic products and produce and want clean, purified water. I mean, I'm one of those people. Jesus, I'm one of those people. Seriously, I'm all about water filtration. I take an iodine and B12 supplement. That's the only supplement I take. I eat organic produce. That's all I do. That's my plant-based lifestyle and diet. It's done wonders for me. But somehow that has been hijacked and overshadowed by people that want to literally genetically modify animals, humans, and everything else on this planet to take complete control of the genetic sequencing, coding, the genetic structure of planet Earth. I mean, these people have to be aliens then. I mean, this would make an unbelievable sci-fi movie. Literally here, creating a genetic Noah's Ark and then reintroducing species back into the environment that are genetically modified. That's not a theory. In 2015, the FDA approved Aqua Advantage Salmon. I remember for years telling people on air, the GM salmon is coming. Oh, what's the big deal? It's coming. Nah, it's, they're not going to approve it. Well, the FDA approved it in 2015. Aqua Bounty registered its first commercial sale in 2021. 
There's also a GM line of hypoallergenic pigs that were approved for consumption. It's about 20 years of research that went into that. The pigs lack the cellular surface protein responsible for alpha-gal syndrome. Like red meat allergies that can be caused by a tick bite, alpha-gal syndrome and red meat allergies from ticks affect 3% of the population. By the way, don't put it past mad scientists to genetically engineer ticks to isolate the reason when people get bit by a tick that they become allergic to red meat, to isolate that, to transfer that to a larger population and to release that population so a lot of people get tick bites and a lot of people become allergic to red meat. That would fit the World Economic Forum's agenda beautifully and we're already seeing tick bites and red meat allergies on the east coast of the United States in mainstream news. Hypoallergenic pigs, genetically modified salmon. I'm not talking about crossbreeding, okay? If you ever ate a cotton candy grape, that's a crossbred grape. That's not genetically modified in a laboratory, and there's a distinction there. Technically, when you have sex with someone and they get pregnant, or you have sex with someone and you get pregnant, that's genetic engineering. You are crossing your genes and their genes. But that's different and they don't ever want to tell you that. Bill Nye, the paid-off guy, and Neil Disgraced Tyson, all they tell you is, oh, genetic engineering. Scientists have been doing it for thousands of years. Crossbreeding apples, crossbreeding oranges, crossbreeding, crossbreeding. Crossbreeding is not the same as genetically engineering in a laboratory with a gene gun. It is not the same as CRISPR-Cas9. It is not the same as a laboratory setting where you are splicing genes of spiders and goats, which has been done. Spiders and goats don't share genes naturally that mix and match and create new species, new chimera hybrid creatures. Yeah, you can crossbreed two different horses, two different dogs, two different cats, two different uh, apples. You can crossbreed two different grapes and you get a cotton candy grape, which tastes like cotton candy. It's an unbelievably delicious grape. If you never had it, you see a cotton candy grape test one. They're unbelievable. They're delicious. No genetic engineering in the laboratory, though, just crossbreeding naturally. Huge difference. But they don't like to tell you about that because they know people don't like the idea of let's splice things that unnaturally do not go together. And it's really as simple as one of those kids games. Pick out what doesn't belong. You got a banana, you got an apple, and you got a baseball. Well, clearly the baseball isn't food, so the baseball doesn't belong. You got a cell phone, you got a laptop, and you got a car tire. Well, the car tire doesn't belong in the electronics, so it's get rid of the car tire. Goat, spider, those things don't go together, but they're like, no, we'll just we'll make them fit. And they squeeze the circle peg into the triangular hole. But we love nature. We don't like GMOs. We don't like non-organic food. We don't like unclean water. And suddenly, so many of those people, bleeding heart for the environment, oh, GM foods are good because it stops climate change. It helps. It prevents us from starving to death. 
GM plants and animals, even GM humans, we're going to have to GM ourselves, genetically modify ourselves, so we don't succumb to the intense heat. They are defying nature. They are defying natural selection. This is the antithesis of the most status quo mainstream dogma. And they are defying even the Darwinian model, the Darwinianists. Back in March, the FDA also approved, although technically they're just allowing it, it's, which is even worse, they're just allowing it, slick-haired cattle that have been altered to better withstand hot weather. This is the FDA's press release reports, and scientific literature indicate that cattle with this extremely short, slick hair coat are potentially able to better withstand hot weather. That came out in March, late March, early April, April, May, June, about three months before those cattle died of heat exhaustion. Remember that? Was that in Kansas? Very convenient, don't you think? Enviro necromancers want to bring creatures back from the dead, even those that are not dead. We're going to talk more about it on the other side of this break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please support the show. Subscribe. Grab a copy of one of my books and stay with us. We'll be back. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com, and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. It's The Secret Teachings, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, airing exclusively five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. 
We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith. So powerful and so wise. He could use the Force to influence the midi-chlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge of the dark side, he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. He could actually save people from death. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. What happened to him? He became so powerful. The only thing he was afraid of was losing his power, which eventually, of course, he did. Unfortunately, he taught his apprentice everything he knew then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. Ironic. He could save others from death, but not himself. Is it possible to learn this power? Not from a Jedi. Not from a Jedi. Researchers at Yale used a new technology to reanimate some of the organs of pigs that had just died. The experimental process suggests there could be some cellular functions after death and that they might be reversible. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. This could be huge. It could help people survive longer after cardiac arrest or a stroke, or it could revolutionize organ transplants. On the other hand, isn't this how, like, every zombie movie starts? A mind-blowing discovery and unintended consequences? What are we actually dealing with? And what should we do with it? And this is The Secret Teachings Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. An unnatural selection is taking place as we speak. By Enviro Necromancers. They wish to bring back extinct species from the dead. Even species that are not dead. They just claim they're dead. To take their DNA. To re-engineer it. And to bring them back from life. And to bring them back to life. We've seen for years artificial wombs. Where they're growing animals. We've seen artificial wombs, test tube babies... We've seen the splicing of the genes of three different people into a single child. We've seen a lot of this research in China. We've seen decades and decades of research into the creation of superhumans using genetic engineering, 
The Chinese have been using mRNA technology to create super soldiers. We are very much like Anakin. We are sitting with the Sith Lord. We've been given these visions of this catastrophe of the person or the thing we love dying. We are open to any way that could potentially save that thing we love most. And the Sith Lord tells us, although we don't know he's the Sith Lord yet, we might suspect it, but he tells us that the Jedi, the natural order, will not teach you these things. You can learn them from a Sith, though, to manipulate the midichlorians to create life, to prevent people from dying, to bring them perhaps back from the dead. We are so emotionally terrorized by the threat of changes to the climate that we are willing to listen to the Dark Lord, to the Sith, to the Emperor, who promises us he can teach us how to bring the dead back to life and how to prevent them from dying in the first place. A new study is warning and threatening nearly all marine species will be dead in 80 years. 80 years, by 2100, all marine species dead on planet Earth. Not 80%, 80 years, and they all will be dead, according to the quote-unquote study. It's not a study. It's a threat. Nature Climate Change published this earlier this week. Nearly all marine species threatened by climate change. They say upwards of 90% or more, 25,000 species are at high or critical risk of extinction, that virtually all marine life will be extinct by the year 2100. CNN reported today from Reuters, dugongs, these marine life little mammal type things, they look like they look like little whales or something like that. It's a little marine mammal. It's frequented China's southern waters for hundreds of years, but since they haven't been officially documented since 2008, a new study says they are, quote, functionally extinct. Much like the Tasmanian tiger. The Tasmanian tiger has been photographed over and over and over again in recent years. But the Tasmanian tiger is considered extinct. Maybe not to everybody, but to a lot of people it's considered extinct. So much so that Australian researchers and researchers and scientists from colossal biosciences want to resurrect the Tasmanian tiger. They want to bring it back from the dead. But obviously it's not dead. So if it's not dead, if it's not extinct, how are they going to bring it back from the dead? It's not dead. It's alive. I think that tells you a lot of what you need to know about these Enviro Necromancers. And conveniently... 
those same researchers and those at Colossal Biosciences announced this right around the time we hear that these marine species will be extinct. We see these studies about climate change and how things are going to change rapidly in the next few years and animals and insects and mammals are all going to die. And conveniently, scientists have stepped up and said, we can save those that you love. We can save those that you care about. And we say, is it possible? Can we really do this? Is it possible to learn to implement this type of science? And they tell us, yes, but not from a Jedi. Yes, but not from God. Yes, but not from the natural order. We can do it in a way that is unnatural. The Tasmanian tiger, the woolly mammoth, they want to bring the woolly mammoth back from the dead. No matter what you believe about climate change, the woolly mammoth did not go extinct because of carbon dioxide emissions from your car. Why did they jump right to the woolly mammoth? Just like with the eating of insects, why would we jump right to the eating of insects? Why would we impoverish ourselves like some of the poorest people on this planet who don't have very long lifespans when we could just eat vegetables? We just could take vegetables and make a veggie burger if we want to eat fake meat or something that mimics meat. Why do we jump right to the insects? Why do we jump right to woolly mammoths? This company, Colossal Biosciences, has a plan to release woolly woolly mammoths all across the Arctic. Go to their website, colossal.com. They're calling it De-extinction. I saw that movie. It's called Jurassic Park. They say on their website, extinction is a colossal problem facing the world. Combining the science of genetics with the business of discovery, well, they mean control, we endeavor to jumpstart nature's ancestral heartbeat. Sure, let's bring back the T-Rex while we're at it. To see the woolly mammoth thunder upon tundra once again, to advance the economies of biology and healing through genetics to make humanity more human. By genetically engineering humans unnaturally does not make humans more human. It makes them less human. But this is the gaslighting. This is the manipulation. This is the rhetoric. This is the brainwashing. This is what communists call the mind worm that you need to rid yourself of through re-education. And to reawaken the lost wilds of Earth so we and our planet can breathe easier. But you still have to keep your mask on while we do the GM process. It says, according to leading scientists, 30,000 species per year on average are being driven to extinction. Six per hour, 150 per day, 55,000 per year, up to. You could earn up to $100,000 and yeah, up to, up to. How many thousands are dying a year? How many thousands are dying from human-caused activity? You can try to quantify it. You can give me numbers. Oh, this many, that many. Well, everything that's ever existed on this planet before humans came around is extinct. Humans didn't kill them. There are natural cycles. Things go extinct. 
There are probably a lot more species that go extinct every year. We don't even know what they are. But you know what gets put into that category of thousands of species? The dugong, the gugongs, the Tasmanian tiger, neither of which are actually extinct. But they get counted because, well, we haven't seen them for a while. That is literally what Reuters says. With no evidence of their presence in China since 2008, the research shows this is the first functional extinction of a large mammal in China's coastal waters, the report said. So it's just extinction in China's coastal waters, but the dugongs are still out there swimming around somewhere. I mean, that is like saying, I haven't seen my friend from high school for pretty much, you know, it's been like almost a decade. So, you know, he or she must be extinct. They must be dead. Are you listening to what these people are saying? Am I the only one that gets this? Am I the only one that finds this to be darkly disturbing? Am I the only one that finds this unnatural? We are actually having, we are Anakin, and we are having the conversation with Palpatine. And he is telling us, after placing these ideas and these visions in our head of the loved ones, people that we care about, the planet is going to die, he offers the solution subtly, encouraging us to inquire more hey, we can save the animals that we predict are going to go extinct. And rather than asking, didn't you tell us that these species were going to be extinct by the early 21st century? Didn't you tell us that most of the world would starve to death by the early 21st century and we have more food, more resources, and a lot more people, and we're doing pretty good? In fact, we're doing just fine. Instead of asking those logical questions, emotion overwhelms us in the moment, the flavor of the day. Oh, no, all marine species are dead in 80 years. What do we do? Well, there is a method by which we can bring them back to life. Something that some people would consider unnatural. Tell us, Palpatine, is it possible? Can we actually do this? Can we learn this technology? Not from a Jedi. Long time ago, environmentalists used to be concerned about clean water and organic food and leave nature alone. Deforestation. We're planting more trees today than we've ever planted. The earth is greener today than it's ever been from both tree planting and carbon dioxide. In fact, you want something that'll really blow your socks off. Here's a NASA report. 2008, scientists previously estimated that the world is greener than it was in the early 1980s. Updated maps show that the trend has continued, and researchers say reduced global warming is among the consequences. That's NASA.gov, February 18th. My bad, not 2018, 2020. You want a copy of that? You can throw in your friends' faces, because that's where I'm about at. No more, no more Mr. Nice Guy. I'm tired of people telling me the Earth is dying. I'm tired of people telling me that there's no reason to have a family. I'm tired of people telling me that the animals and the insects are going to die. I'm tired of people telling me that when it's 95 degrees in Tucson, Arizona, in the middle of the summer, when the sun is reaching its zenith, when it's reaching its apex, when it's reaching its 11-year solar cycle maximum, that somehow the Earth is burning up and I can't survive and I'm outside in a t-shirt and shorts enjoying the nice weather. I'm tired of it. The earth is not dying. The earth is greener. There are less floods, less fires because we adapt and we adjust and we base what we determine to be climatic changes on things like whether a house costs a million dollars or $500,000 and it's destroyed in a hurricane on the beach because 
if we say that that half a million dollar house was destroyed in 2005, but by 2022, that half million dollar house is worth a million dollars and it gets destroyed in a hurricane, suddenly damage from intense weather is more now than it ever has been. No, the housing value changed. That doesn't mean you go pollute. That doesn't mean you waste things. That's stupid. But all the pollution, all the trash, all the garbage, almost all of it on planet Earth comes from China and India. So no, I'm not concerned about the dugongs. I'm concerned about the trash that China dumps in the ocean. I'm concerned about the intellectual theft of property. I'm concerned that China is one of the most polluted, disgusting places on planet Earth. So is India. And nobody seems to care. It's just those evil Americans that have to stop driving their vehicles. So if you want to throw this in people's faces, here it is. NASA officially says global warming is not happening. Or you could just listen to this report from 1978. Think about moving someplace else. Move where? The brutal buffalo winter might become common all over the United States. Climate experts believe the next ice age experts. is on its way. According to recent evidence... I, I talked over that. Experts and evidence. Climate change. It's, it's an ice age. Listen to that again. Ice age. Experts. next ice age is on its way. According to recent evidence, it could come sooner than anyone had expected. That sounds like the opening to a fictional movie. Experts, no reference to the experts. Evidence, no reference to the evidence. But an ice age is coming. 1978. Climate experts believe the next ice age is on its way. According to recent evidence, it could come sooner than anyone had expected. At weather stations in the far north, temperatures have been dropping for 30 years. Long free of summer ice are now blocked year round. According to some climatologists, within a lifetime, we might be living in the next ice age. So, what happened in the last 44 years? This is the type of thing that we are terrified with. This is our vision of the loved ones, the people that we care about, dying traumatically. And these enviro-necromancers are telling us, like Palpatine tells Anakin, you can learn this, but not from a Jedi to bring the dead back to life and prevent people from dying. Something that some would consider unnatural. And that's what we're being sold. That's what we're being told. That's what we're being told by colossal biosciences. That's what we're being told by researchers, by the mainstream media. They can bring the dead back to life. defying the natural order. These are the same people, the same kinds of scientific minds that tell us how great atheism is and how great natural selection is and how people just, you know, masturbating to Charles Darwin. Oh, I'm really smart. I read Charles Darwin. Oh, my God. And to be fair, it's no different than the Christians that hold a Bible, but they'd never cracked it open and read anything. It's the same kind of thing. Oh, I've got the Bible. I know about the Bible. Did you read it? No. Oh my God, I got a copy of Charles Darwin. I have to put that on the shelf so I look smart when someone comes over. It's the arrogance of these people to suggest that and to say 
that that's the other thing. They say that humans are imperfect. Humans are a mistake. Well, you're a human, aren't you? If you're not human, what are you? Are you an alien? That would make more sense. But you're a human too. You're imperfect. So how are you as an imperfect being created by an imperfect creator supposed to create a perfect world? If a higher intelligence and divine power can't create a better world, can't create a perfect world, how are you as an imperfect, minor, minute, small, insignificant, in your mind, and your words, creation of the creator, how can you create a better world if you as an extension of perfection cannot itself create a better world, a perfect world? You can't. You can only distort it. You can subvert it. You can obfuscate it. You can manipulate it. You can gaslight it. You can torture it. You can genetically engineer it. You can coerce it. You can destroy it. All in the name of science. I have a lab coat. I have letters next to my name. It's pathetic. Pathetic. Colossal Biosciences, if you go to their website, tell you that they are leading the de-extinction movement by bringing back the woolly mammoth. How is that bringing this dire situation of extinction to a better place? De-extinction, and they jump right to the woolly mammoth. See, that's that promise of that, that, um, that Hollywood blockbuster shot movie shot right this is the money shot of geneticists but in hollywood terms to be less gross this is this is the hollywood shot you know the 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 good camera angle the high definition camera they've got that woolly mammoth right there in the camera and they're giving they show you that in the preview of the movie that's what that's what they're showing you they're showing you the preview to a movie that's never going to come true besides it's a movie it's, it's fiction. It's not real. It's not actually happening. But they're like, we'll bring the woolly mammoth back. Everybody's like, oh my God, that's so majestic and beautiful and amazing. You can bring creatures back from the dead. Hold on a second. You're talking about extinction, though. On Colossal.com, this is their website, Colossal Biosciences. The World Animal Foundation predicts up to one half of all species dead by 2050. Do they account for new species unidentified species. Let's say that 100%, everything we've ever identified is only 10% of what actually exists. So even if 50% of what we've identified goes extinct, you want to do the math there? It's not a lot of extinction. And besides, humans are responsible for every single extinction? Haven't you heard of deforestation? I have heard of deforestation. I've also heard of reforestation, which is greening the planet. I've also heard this funny thing that's happening where cobalt, nickel, copper, aluminum, silver, and God knows what else are being stripped out of the earth to make car batteries for electric vehicles. And they have to be ripped out of the earth by slave labor and diesel-fueled engines. I've heard that do you think that might affect the climate, the environment, or the natural habitat and ecosystem of the creatures who live in the ground, who live above the ground, who live in the air, and then use the ground as a home where you blow a hole in the earth? Remember all those like environmental left-leaning political memes 
this is raping Mother Nature. They're raping her. Well, now they're just bragging about raping her. Like, we are raping the Earth, but we have to find those metals to make the batteries. It's unbelievably delusional. I mean, it is. It is, it is actually beyond words, really, is what it is. It's not just colossal biosciences. You can go to their website. You can read about what they're doing. I love this, too. They also say the UN has declared one million animal and plant species are threatened with extinction. That just implies that humans are responsible. Well, everything on this planet is threatened with extinction when you genetically engineer, when you geoengineer, when you do things that tamper with the natural order and natural selection. These aren't just some creatures that were wiped out with deforestation. These were selected by nature for extinction, virtually all of them. You want proof that creatures adapt? Try atrazine and frogs that grow alternate sex organs. That's unnatural selection and adaptation. 33% of reef-forming corals, they say, are potentially extinct. Really? Because the last time I checked the Great Barrier Reef, two-thirds of it had more coral on it than has ever been recorded since the project to monitor it started. And the entire thing is healing quicker from bleaching than it ever has since the thing has been monitored. This is terrifying you. It's putting these visions in your mind. It's giving you the idea that the people you care about, your loved ones, are going to die in this cataclysmic, apocalyptic, end-of-the-world, dystopian, hellhole, nightmarish scenario. So you turn to the emperor, you turn to Palpatine, the senator, and he promises he can give you the knowledge you need to save your loved ones. Is it possible to learn this? Not from a Jedi. These are environmental necromancers. Here's another company. Recombinetics, which is pursuing gene-edited animals gene-edited animals that are considered to be the next evolution of development. Recombinetics is a company delivering the next evolution also of healthcare. Recombinetics is a recognized leader in animal gene editing and associated applied technologies for biomedical research, regenerative medicine, and animal agriculture. You want regenerative medicine? Rather than putting a pig heart in me, switch to a plant-based diet. It's the only thing that's ever been proven and not retracted to prevent and reverse, cure and treat a heart condition. These are the kinds of things we should be focused on. Isn't that what environmentalists and liberals and people like that used to care about? And that way, I'm hyper-liberal. I'm all about organic food. I'm all about cleaning my water. I'm all about not supporting Chinese companies that make my shoes and clothes. I'm all about doing things secondhand. I'm all about saving money and conserving resources. But I'm not about people forcing me at gunpoint to do it. I'm not about an anti-human, degrading, demeaning ideology that convinces me that living and life and men and women and children and families and all these other things are bad. I'm not for that. I'm adamantly opposed to the enviro-necromancers. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Stay with us. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, 
or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. This is Linda Godfrey, author of Monsters Among Us, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory, it's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and crawl out to the fall out back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. John, inherent uh, in what you're doing here, genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a, a kid that's found his dad's gun. It's hardly appropriate to start hurling generalizations. If I may, um, I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you're, that you're using here. Uh, it didn't require any discipline to attain it. You know, you read what others had done, and you, and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourselves, so you don't take any responsibility for it. You stood on the shoulders of geniuses uh, to accomplish something as fast as you could, and before you even knew what you had, you, you patented it and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and now you're selling it. You want to sell it. Well, I, I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Condors. Condors are on the verge of extinction. If, oh, I, was no. To, no, no, if I was to create a flock of condors on this island, 
you wouldn't have anything to say. No, hold on. This isn't this is some species that was obliterated by deforestation or, or the building of a dam. Dinosaurs uh, uh, had their shot and nature selected them for extinction. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting right after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero, Monday through Friday. GroundZero.radio is the most reliable way to listen to the show. 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific. You can also find the show on the many radio and podcast players. Search the show name, The Secret Teachings. Leave us a review, please, on one of those players, Apple Podcasts in particular. Give us whatever the number of stars is you think we deserve. Leave us a little review. Please subscribe to our archive on the website, which gets you a private RSS feed to plug into those players. So you won't have to listen to the advertisements that the Spreaker archive plays. It's algorithmically placed, so I don't choose those. It'll support the secret teachings when you subscribe, or if you listen to the ads and are cool with it, we, uh, you know, we, we benefit from that. It's really the advertisements, the subscriptions, and when you buy a copy of one of my books that keep us on air Monday through Friday, five nights a week, again, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, please grab a book, please subscribe. Your support goes all the way, not a long way, all the way in keeping us on air. Thank you so much for those of you who have bought my new book, Liberty Shrugged. I've just started promoting it. This is the first week, and I'll be putting out some new promotions on uh, on social media, doing a little bit of reading from the book. Liberty Shrugged, please check it out at www.thesecretteachings.info. That clip you just heard, most of you probably know that. If you grew up around the time I did Jurassic Park, this isn't some species that went extinct because of deforestation or something like that. It, Nature selected dinosaurs for extinction. This is the idea that we're discussing tonight, that we're proposing tonight. Researchers are telling us, scientists are telling us, they're warning us, which to me, they're threatening us, that all marine species should be dead in 80 years, if not all 90%. Then you read the study, and the study actually says, that they're at risk of extinction. They could become extinct, but everything could become extinct. Some things could still survive, even in a horrible cataclysmic event. But conveniently, Australian researchers and colossal biosciences in the United States announced a plan to perform acts of necromancy and bring extinct species back from the dead. These include the Tasmanian tiger and even a woolly mammoth. If you go to Colossal.com, that's Colossal.com, their website. I'm not promoting it. You should go look at it, though. They say extinction is a colossal problem facing the world. De-extinction. But they jump right to the woolly mammoth to see the woolly mammoth thunder upon tundra once again. Was this written by a professional writer? That sounds like a fictional description of a woolly mammoth. To see the woolly mammoth thunder upon tundra once again. To advance the economies of biology and healing through genetics. To make humanity more human. And to reawaken the lost wilds of Earth so we and our planet can breathe easier. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you 
colossal biosciences. They're going to solve all our problems. They're going to make us more human than we already are. But they jump to the woolly mammoth, which that kind of confuses me. Why would you jump to the woolly mammoth when we're talking about species that could maybe be saved right now? Like the dugongs, for example. It's a marine species. It's usually seen off of the coast of China. It's a big coast. But it's seen elsewhere. It's not extinct, but because it hasn't been seen in Chinese waters since 2008, this is the first functional extinction of a large mammal in China's coastal waters, end quote, according to a new report published earlier today from the Zoological Society of London and the Chinese Academy of Sciences. I can just see the big rimmed glasses and I can see the stuffy university rooms and I can see the pompous, arrogant people that write these studies and perform this, quote, investigation and analysis. I can see what these people look like without even looking at pictures of them. And you can hear in the writing when you read it, when you look at a study like this, the arrogance, we haven't seen them since 2008, so technically they're extinct now. They're functionally extinct now. This biosciences company wants to bring Tasmanian tigers back from the dead. Why not work on the dugongs? Better yet, why don't you find out if they're actually extinct before you start telling people they're extinct and we have to use genetic engineering and DNA splicing and necromantic works in laboratories to bring these things back from the dead. Because the dugongs are not extinct. And neither are the Tasmanian tigers, but they keep telling us Tasmanian tiger is extinct, yet you can see photos of them. People have been taking photos of, of families of Tasmanian tigers for years. They're not extinct. They're not extinct. N-O-T, they are not extinct. Well, their numbers have dwindled. Well, based on what? Because you've isolated a small area of where you've seen them before, and because you saw 30 last year, you only saw 25 this year, they must be dwindling. Maybe the other five just didn't come back to where you saw them last year. It's so arrogant. I understand you have to have some system of classification, but this is, this is not science. And if it is science... Something needs to change because this is not good science. And it would be one thing if it was just presented to us like, well, we're pretty sure that we haven't seen these things for a while. They're less, you know, populous. So we're not exactly sure, but we're going to try to classify them as extinct just for the moment unless we can find some more. And, and you know, we think that some sort of activity has led to their decline. But even then... It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I've, I've fished before. I've gone to places where I've caught fish when I was a kid. I remember distinctly. Sometimes you catch fish. Sometimes you don't catch fish. Just because you caught fish one time and you go back the next time and you don't catch any fish doesn't mean the fish are extinct. That is the level of scientific ego and arrogance present in this discussion. We haven't seen the dugons for a couple of years, so they're extinct. By that definition of extinction, you could literally be an observer. You could be a scientist. You could sit 
in your house for 14 years and never go back to those areas where you've seen the dugongs before and not lie, tell the truth, I haven't seen them for 14 years. What's the context? Have you been there to observe them? Where have you normally seen them? Have you baited them before? Are they normally just popping up, swimming around? What is the classification system here? Remember when Al Gore showed us that nonsensical polar bear floating away on the ice? Oh, there he goes. Ice is melting. Polar bear is going to die. Turns out that polar bears are not actually going extinct. The real figure of disappearing animals on this planet is like 0.7%. Doesn't account for the new species, the newly identified species, etc. There's no data to support the polar bear hypothesis of Al Gore. All the polar bears are dying. Actually, not so. Polar bears are just a symbol of the climate cult. The real figure of disappearing animals is closer to 0.7% per 50 years, a percentage not accounting for numerous positive aspects like how many are saved, how many new species emerge, and how many species we newly discover and have yet to catalog. We also tend to forget that research is usually conducted on species that are known to potentially be going extinct. So we focus our attention on those, and that becomes the major talking point. It is a scam. A scam. Polar bears are not going extinct. Some research even shows that there are more polar bears today than there ever have been. Tasmanian tigers are not extinct. Dugongs are not extinct. And yet if you go to Colossal Biosciences website, what do you find on their website? You find reference to all the animals, all the species going extinct by the hour, by the day, by the year. Twelve species have gone extinct since we started the show tonight. Did you know that? How are they counting them? Are they counting the dugongs? Are they counting the Tasmanian tiger? Are they counting... The woolly mammoth? What are they counting? Because the dugongs and the Tasmanian tiger aren't extinct. But they want to bring them back from the dead. How are you going to bring it back from the dead if it's not extinct? We're going to resurrect you, but I'm not dead. But we're going to resurrect you, but I'm not dead. But we're going to resurrect you, but I'm not dead. It's so confusing. I think it's meant to really demean you, degrade you, and demoralize you. So you just start thinking, I mean, they they got the power. They've got the lab coats. They've got the telescopes and the microscopes and the rectal thermometers and they've got the tongue compressors and they've got all the scientific instruments and tools of a medieval torturer so they must know what they're talking about colossal biosciences recombinetics delivering the next evolution of healthcare they say recombinetics is uh, as a recognized leader in animal gene editing and associated applied technologies for biomedical research regenerative medicine and animal agriculture no thanks i want to bring back the woolly mammoth. The woolly mammoth hasn't gone extinct in the last 10, 15, 20, 50, 100 years. So if it hasn't gone extinct in this lifetime, why would you bring it back? And why would that be the main thing that you're focused on bringing back as colossal biosciences is? This 
It's a desecration of reality. This is an abomination of nature. This is so opposed to the natural order and so opposed even to, to the Darwinian theory that it is, I mean, it is honestly jaw-dropping. Creationists say God created the world, right? We, God created the world. God created the animals and gave man dominion over the animals. Creationists say that God is the source of all life. Evolutionary beliefs focus more on the Big Bang. They focus more on natural selection. You tell me what is natural about taking animals that aren't even extinct, telling us that they're extinct, and then harvesting their DNA to create your perverse chimera hybrid abomination demonic entities that you set loose on this planet how is that natural selection that is the most unnatural thing that you could possibly do to nature and it's aggressive and it's violent it's not something we should glorify it's not something we should praise it's something that we should be taken back at it's something that we should spit three times on to make sure that the demon is exercised I get so tired of this scientific egotism, this scientific arrogance, that air of no caution. We're scientists, so listen to us talk. We can do this. We can do that. No, you're necromancers, and rather than a black robe, you're wearing a white coat. You're necromancers. Rather than a magic wand, you have laboratory equipment in your hand. You're splicing genes. You're summoning creatures that don't exist on this planet by splicing the genes of two things that are totally unrelated and calling it crossbreeding. No, that's not crossbreeding. Crossbreeding is taking two apples and crossbreeding or two dogs and crossbreeding or two cats or two humans that have sex and have a child. That's crossbreeding. Genetic engineering in the laboratory is not crossbreeding. But it sounds like it could be. So that's why they use the wording. And people used to be more concerned about this within the last five years, the last 10 years. I used to go to no, G, you know, hell no GMO protests. I used to go and talk to people at events in Orlando when I lived in Florida. Now just a handful of people. It, it feels like more conservatives are, are upset about genetic engineering than liberals. And I think that's because they've become conservative. A lot of liberal people suddenly are like, yes, let's genetically modify the plants and the animals and humans. And I believe in science. Use science to dominate nature. I want God destroyed. It's like, what is wrong with these people? I thought you were against genetic engineering. And suddenly, we have to have genetic engineering to save the planet from climate change. This is the defiant of nature, the defiant of God. This is unnatural selection. This is taking the Darwinian theory... And thrown it out the window. Because these people want to be God. They want to play God. That's what it's all about. Because they say, if they acknowledge God exists, God is perfect, but he created an imperfect world. We'll make it better. How are you as an imperfect being going to make the world better? Going to make it more perfect when that divine source couldn't make it as perfect as you thought? No, you're going to usurp the natural order so that you can take control of the natural world and replace God with your ideas. 
That's what it's all about. They want to usurp the natural order and replace God. Now, I don't mean the Christian God, okay? I don't mean the, the, the Yahweh or the highway God. I don't mean the burn you and fire God. I don't mean Jehovah the moon God. I mean the essence that animates life on this planet. I mean the essence of life in the universe. I mean intellect. I mean intelligence. I mean beauty. I mean the beauty in nature. I don't mean your Christian God who's really angry. I don't mean the, 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 the Muslim God. I don't mean the Jewish God who's very violent. I mean the source of, of life, the animating spirit and soul. And they want to usurp that order and replace God. And they want to start with the woolly mammoth. They've already done it to fish, genetic engineering. They've done it to pigs, genetic engineering. This isn't genetic engineering even. This is just bringing the dead back to life. It is literally necromancy. These are enviro necromancers. I mean, I could pull out my book, Occult Arcana, and I could read you some of the definitions of necromancy. Generally speaking, though, it is communication with the dead. It is summoning the dead. It is bringing the dead back to life. And that's what these environmental necromancers are doing. And it's even more disturbing because what they want to bring back from the dead isn't even dead. It's like saying we want to bring cats back from the dead, from, the, from extinction. But, they're not, but cats are all over the place. What do you mean you want to bring them back from extinction? Well, they're going extinct. How are they going extinct? Well, I only saw 10 cats in my neighborhood last week. So? Well, the week before that, I saw 15 cats. You ever watch Sunny in Philadelphia? Why, why, you have 50, why do you have open cans of cat food around your house? That's probably why you got... <laughs> cat, I forget the quote. What's the quote? Oh, my God, it's so funny. He's like, I got... I got 50,000 cats howling outside my building because I got 10,000 rats inside the, <laughs> inside the walls or something. It's, that show is so good. But, I mean, that's, that's what they're saying. I saw 12 cats last week, and this week I saw 10 cats, so cats are extinct. I'm going to genetically modify and bring them back from the dead. None of it makes any sense. None of it makes any sense. But this is what they're telling us. And see, we've been, like Anakin, terrified that our loved ones are going to die in some climatic disaster or catastrophe. We've been given those visions and threats and warnings. And then we sit down with Palpatine and he tells us the story. And we don't respond with logic or reason. We ask out of emotional response is it possible to learn this ability that can stop people from dying that can bring the dead back to life that can create life is it possible to learn this and palpatine turns with a sinister look and says not from a jedi this is an abomination of nature these chimera hybrid things that they're creating and this isn't a new idea. This isn't a new thing. We're splicing animals and humans, insects and animals, animals and humans. We're slight splicing together things that have no business being in the same conversation genetically. We are taking the natural world and we are deciding that we own it. 
that the genetics are ours, that the blood of the animals is ours. It's not God's. It's not creation. It's not even evolution anymore. I'm sure people will say, well, they still believe in evolution. They just want to control evolution. Well, that's the point. They do want to control evolution. They do want to control the natural order because they want to make it unnatural. So they have control of it. They want power. They're power hungry. They're greedy. They're psychotic. They're narcissistic. They're arrogant. They're evil. This is not a good thing. So here's how it works. Visions of our girlfriend or wife dying in childbirth are these studies on how the earth is burning, the species are all going to be dead in the ocean and on land, we're all going to die by 2050, 2100. And then colossal biosciences, recombinant genetics, and the UN reports where they're like, yes, we need genetic engineering. They tell us, hey, if we genetically engineer, if we geoengineer, if we bring back extinct species, they basically are telling us to manipulate the midichlorians to create life. And we don't ask. Well, what about new species that emerge? How are you classifying extinct species? Because the dugongs are functionally extinct. Tasmanian tigers are functionally extinct. Yet they're still alive on planet Earth. You focus all your attention on them, you're only going to see extinction. Humans didn't kill all these species. This is just a natural thing. Species go extinct. How do they go extinct? We don't see them anymore. That doesn't mean they go extinct. We don't see friends or family sometimes. That doesn't mean they're dead. And instead we say, but is it possible to bring these species back from the dead? Is it possible to do this? And they tell us, yes, but only from a Sith, not from a Jedi. Sith can teach us how to do it. Let me play you that clip again. Something's changed in the last 44 years. I don't know about you, but I thought it was getting cold. I think we have to think about moving someplace else. Move where? The brutal Buffalo winter might become common all over the United States. It's also Buffalo right next to the Great Lake. It's always freezing and disgusting in that city. According to recent evidence, it could come soon. I'm sorry, let me, let me go back so you can listen to the guy say, evidence and experts believe the next ice age become common all over the United States. Climate experts believe the next ice age is on its way. Climate experts. According to recent evidence, recent evidence come sooner than anyone had expected. Dun, dun, dun. At weather stations in the far north, temperatures have been dropping for 30 years. Sea coasts long free of summer ice are now blocked year-round. According to some climatologists, within a lifetime, we might be living in the next ice age. Dun, dun, dun. Sounds like, the, like a movie trailer or something. The neck, according to experts, within the next generation, within a lifetime, we could be living in the next ice age. And then dun, 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 the music plays and then the, you know, the text comes on the screen. Apocalypse. 1978. But. 44 years later, it's supposed to be getting hotter, even though in 78 they said it's been getting colder for 30 years. But now they tell us it's been getting warm for over 100 since the Industrial Revolution. So I don't know what to believe. 
science changes, Ryan, really? Well, then why do I trust it or why do I believe it? Is the evidence changing that much? And See, that's I, I play that for you because that's the reason. That's the excuse. That's the justification. That is the ideology behind all the warnings, all the threats, all the, the fear, all the terror. Everything's going to die. Well, what do we do about it? Everything's going to die. Well, we can genetically engineer plants and animals to survive the climatic changes, but it gives us total and absolute authority over their genetics because we own them as intellectual property. Okay, that sounds good. You're going to bring the woolly mammoth back, right? I'd like to see one of those woolly mammoths, those giant, giant creatures. I'd like to see one of them. Uh, uh, what did they say on the website here on Colossal.com? To see the woolly mammoth thunder upon tundra once again. It, this is all like a cartoon. It's a comic book. It's fiction. It's a movie. It's a TV show. It's not real. They are terrorizing the public. And telling us that we can bring the dead back to life. Give us control and power. Humans are imperfect. Who says that? An alien says that. Humans are imperfect. Don't have kids. Don't have a family. Don't build anything. Give up. Surrender. Welcome the genetic engineering of the plants and the animals. Welcome the chimeras. Welcome the hybrids. Welcome the usurpation of the natural order and the replacement of God with human or alien. Because that's what it really is with alien DNA. Your loved ones could potentially die in this disaster. You should do something about it. And you go to the Sith or maybe in Batman, you turn to a man you didn't really understand. They let the Joker Dictate the next move. We're letting the psychopaths dictate the next move. These are enviro necromancers. What they are doing is an abomination of nature. It is a desecration of reality. It is the usurpation of the natural order and the replacement of that order, of that divine substance with man or alien law all based on the fear and the terror that they pump into our heads, they pump into our brains, they pump into our society and culture, telling us everything's going to die, everybody's going to be dead, so that we'll support the solution to a problem that doesn't exist. Brought pigs back from the dead with organ X, like the Soviets did in the 20s and 30s and 40s with the dog head and the dog's Pigs that didn't receive Organ X, so they didn't come back to life. So the Organ X does something that's a chemical sludge like that movie Overlord. I want you to think about what we talked about tonight because there's a lot of question, a lot of thought that should go into this subject. And this is something that we should probably be talking about a lot more, a lot more often. It's an abomination of nature, a desecration of reality, a usurpation of the natural order, and replacement of God with an alien, otherworldly ideology and belief system. That's what it is. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for tuning in. Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, right after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero, The Secret Teachings is on. The reliable source is groundzero.radio. You can visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. Get a copy of my book, Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, Food Philosophy, or my newest book, Liberty Shrugged. 
please grab a copy today. Support the show that way. You can also get access to all those books digitally with your subscription to the Secret Teachings Show Archive on our website. You'll also get the private RSS feed and access to the Montage Archive all on the website. Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. RDGable at Yahoo.com is the email. TST underscore underscore radio is our Twitter page. And as always, stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. The music tonight is from White Bat Audio. And we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. That Jay Parker interview from last night, it is up in the archive for those of you who'd like to listen or re-listen to that show. We'll talk to you in the next broadcast. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio.